What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Costa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today we start a week of Beatlemania, and we're going to discuss films that either star or are all about the band from Liverpool, the Beatles. And to kick it off, I thought of nothing better than to discuss essentially how the Beatles became the Beatles. 1979's The Birth of the Beatles, starring Stephen McKenna, Rod Culbertson, John Altman, Ray Ashcroft, Ryan Michael, David Nicholas Wilkinson, and Brian Jameson. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said during the introduction, this week we're going to be taking a look at The Beatles, my favorite band of all time. They've starred in a number of films, and they've had a number of biopics made about them. So it's real easy to put together a weak hodgepodge of content just about, in my opinion, the greatest band of all time. And I figured I would start with the film that chronicles the birth of the Beatles, how the Beatles became the Beatles. Now, if you really want to get a good timeline of stuff and how things happened, I would actually watch Nowhere Boy, which we're going to take a look at a little bit later in the week prior to watching this, because that is basically the story of John Lennon growing up, making his first band, The Quarrymen, meeting Paul McCartney, meeting George Harrison. And that one kind of ends with their first trip to Germany, which is chronicled in this. So if you really want a good timeline, I would say go Nowhere Boy and then this. But irrelevant. We got to establish who the Beatles are before we can get into any content with the Beatles. So our film opens and it's the year 1961 and the silver Beatles consisting of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Stuart Sutcliffe are in need of a drummer and a manager. One day they go to an audition for an agent where they meet the drummer for another local band called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, who are also there to audition. That drummer is Richard Starkey, better known as Ringo Starr. And despite Stu's lack of music knowledge, the agent says that he can get them a gig in Scotland and then Hamburg, Germany, if they can get themselves a drummer. The band ends up recruiting Pete Best, whose mother owns the Casbah Coffee Club, where the boys like to hang out. They begin to prepare for their trip to Hamburg, but they meet disapproval from John's girlfriend, Cynthia, and John's aunt, Mimi. Once they arrive in Hamburg, they discover that they are playing the Indra Club on the Reeperbahn, Hamburg's notorious sex district. The band plays long, grueling hours, up to eight hours a day, seven days a week. They stay active 
by taking preludin, an appetite suppressant. And they live in the back of the Bambi Kino, a rundown old movie theater. Now, while at the Indra, they play loudly and wildly, eating, spitting, and even drinking on stage, even going as far as to invite women on the stage with them to dance. Things get so rowdy that the club gets shut down. The band then renames themselves as simply the Beatles and begin to perform at the Kaiser Keller, a much bigger venue. They become a hit with the German audience and reconnect with Ringo Starr, who is also performing at the venue with Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. During their stint at the Kaiser Keller, Stu meets and falls in love with Astrid Kircher, and the two begin to have a love affair. One evening, in the middle of a performance, the German police arrest George for working underage and without a permit. Paul and Pete rush back to George's room to search for the paperwork needed to release George and accidentally drop a candle which sets fire to the Bambi Kino, causing the band to get deported. The Beatles return home to Liverpool and struggle at home with their disapproving families. But gradually, their reputation grows and they play shows that fill the local concert halls. One night after a show, Stu is jumped by a gang and badly beaten in the head. The band is able to rescue him and they encourage him to go to the hospital, but Stu stubbornly refuses medical attention. Another month passes and now we're into 1962 and the Beatles make their return to Hamburg. Stu reunites with Astrid and she cuts his hair into the infamous mop top. All the others, except for Pete, get their haircut into the same style and the Beatle haircut is born. They have the same success as their first trip, but Stu wants to leave the group, attend art school, and marry Astrid. But before he can achieve his dreams, he dies suddenly from a brain hemorrhage. The band is crushed by the loss, especially John, and they wonder if things could have been different had he seen a doctor. Back in Britain, Brian Epstein, the owner of NEMS Record Store, becomes interested in the Beatles as teenagers keep requesting their record, which he doesn't have in stock. He orders copies to his store and then goes to see one of their performances down at the Cavern Club. He's impressed with what he sees and makes a proposal to the band to be their manager, which they accept. The Beatles audition for Decca Records, but are rejected. Brian keeps trying the labels, hoping one will jump at the chance to sign the Beatles, but every label rejects them. The boys are beginning to lose hope, and one evening, Brian gets attacked and beaten up simply for being a homosexual. However, the boys don't care, and they accept Brian anyways, regardless of his beliefs. 
It's a shame, John. You know, it's all right, Brian. Nothing to be ashamed of, you know. Any loving. Anything between people that's loving's all right. There's too much pain in this world. We knew about you the first time I was here. Don't matter to us, Epi. We need you. Just be more careful next time, okay? Shortly after, Brian plays the Beatles' demo for George Martin, and George Martin agrees to sign and produce them. The Beatles then make the decision to fire Pete Best and hire Ringo Starr in his place, completing the popular lineup. Just before their first performance with Ringo, the fans react angrily as Pete was popular with the fans. However, once they hear Ringo's abilities, the fans accept Ringo and love him just as much. After their success, Cynthia tells John that she's pregnant, and the two decide to get married. The Beatles released their first single, Love Me Do, and in 1963, they released their first number one, Please Please Me. As a result, they become the most famous group in Britain. And in 1964, they head to America for the first time after already having massive success across Europe. Our film ends with the Beatles arriving in America and performing I Want to Hold Your Hand on The Ed Sullivan Show to a horde of screaming fans. Now, in recent years, I've read some mixed criticisms about this film, about how there's a lot of inaccuracies within the content of it. But, you know, it still holds a special place in my heart regardless, because, like I've said, it was the film that introduced me to how the Beatles became the Beatles. Long before there was Backbeat, which we'll get to in a couple days, long before there were any of the other films that were specifically centered around John Lennon, like Nowhere Boy or In His Life, there was this that came out in 1979, produced by Dick Clark. And I just gravitated towards it because, granted, I didn't see it in 1979. My dad had recorded it onto a VHS. I saw it in my later years. I was probably about 8, 9, 10 when I saw this. So we're talking 84, 85, 86, somewhere in there for me. And it just captivated me, the story, about how these guys really did pretty much come from nothing and how they wouldn't stop until they got to where they wanted to get. So this film, despite its inaccuracies, whatever they may be, I still hold in such a high regard because of those sentimental reasons. I think the acting is good. The music was performed by Rain, which was a cover band. 
obviously they didn't use the rights to the Beatles songs, the, you know, the, the official versions. So they got a cover band to perform the songs, but the songs were still pretty spot on. Rain did an amazing job singing. The actors portraying the roles did a stellar job as well. You know, some of the characteristics that I learned from the Beatles, I had from this film. You know, the personalities and whatnot originally stemmed from this film and then seeing them in their own movies. As I got old enough to see A Hard Day's Night, Help, Magical Mystery Tour, Yellow Submarine, etc. Anybody who is a fan of the Beatles, I highly recommend watching this film and seeing the story of how they became the Beatles. And, you know, it was made for TV, so finding it on, like, an official DVD or Blu-ray release is very difficult. However, the entire film is available on YouTube. So if you guys want to check out the story, look it up on YouTube, The Birth of the Beatles. When it comes to my rating of it, because there are inaccuracies, I'm only going to knock it down a little bit. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five because I do hold it in such a high esteem. To me, this is the definitive story of how the Beatles became the Beatles. Until somebody else can get out there and do what I've always wanted to see and do like an anthology story with the same actors chronicling their entire career over like three or four movies, kind of like a Lord of the Rings style story or an Avengers style story over multiple movies and chronicling their entire career from becoming from John meets Paul to becoming the band Hamburg, Germany, success in America, albums, movies, etc., to the breakup and chronicle all that, this will still be my definitive film. Four and a half out of five stars for this. What do you guys think? Have any of you guys out there, except for my immediate family who may be watching this, have any of you guys seen this film before? Let me know. If you're a Beatles fan, let me know. If you haven't, like I said, it's on YouTube. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts. If you're watching the premiere, leave them over here. If you're watching on demand, leave your thoughts down here. Whatever you do, when you get out there on social media, though, let's get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys get out there. Do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. All the official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get you your Renegade J.J. Williams shirt. Dad's not always on wrestling. Stat Boy Sports Bar. Hashtag Stat Boy Approved. Hashtag shenanigans. Get you your official merchandise of the Jeff Meacham Network. Three different designs of the Jeff Meacham Network logo for you to choose from. Along with Talk Wrestling, Meachamania, so much more. Still got plenty of time this summer for those barbecues, pool parties, beach bonfires. Go to the Teespring store, get yourself a tank top. 
and score either the Renegade J.J. Williams or Michamania. Either one is the perfect accessory for those hot summer days and those even hotter summer nights. Get out there, show your love and support. While you're showing your love and support, do what that ticker tells you. If you enjoy my videos, my daily content, then go to that PayPal and send me a few bucks as a donation. Keep in mind, everybody, I'm still not monetized. I'm trying to get my viewership hours up so I can become monetized, but it's a long, arduous road ahead of me. I'm only at 400 and something hours right now, and I've got to get up to 4,000 hours. So the odds of it happening anytime soon are slim to none. So if you enjoy my content, go to that PayPal, send me a few bucks. Or since it's my birthday month, you can go to the link tree, click on the link tree link, click on the link for my Amazon movie wish list, select a movie for me. When the movie comes, I'll open it live on Renegade Recap and give you guys a shout out and a thank you for purchasing the movie. And likewise, when I factor it into one of my theme months, and I can sit down, watch it, review it, give you guys another shout out. And I'll show you guys the same amount of love and support that you guys show to me. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. When we take a look at the first film to actually feature the Beatles this week, a documentary by Ron Howard, Eight Days a Week, which follows the Beatles during their touring years from 64 to 66. You're not going to want to miss out on that tomorrow. Right back here on a brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively, as always, on the Casa D18 Studios channel. All my loyal fans and viewers out there that tuned in today, watching the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tuned in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tune in on a daily basis, support and watch my content. Thank you very much for watching, and I will see you guys next time.